I didn't know he was a badminton player until literally chapter came out and it was on the cover of, of the app. And I'm like, okay, this is a last minute change. Jump just called was like, you know, volleyball's out, badminton's in, so uh, let's get this changed. I think it was one of those things. just like, what the fuck? I think it was one of those things like, hey, you know, we just had high IQ in, so we've done volleyball. See, that's what I was thinking. You know, I know we've had basketball before, but it's been a while, so that's fine. But hey, what about badminton? We've never had that. <laughs> let's do badminton. It's just the day before that it's supposed to be like turned in. The artist is just like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah, just like, I feel like it was a last minute change, but... What's going on? Welcome into Anime Plus. This is episode 30. I'm your host, Alex Light. We are back after a little one-week break, and we are officially beginning season two of Anime Plus. If you are listening to the audio version of this right now, please keep in mind that we do have a video up for it as well over at our channel, Sparky3. The link's in the description below. We're very excited to start this new chapter for not only just Anime Plus, but for Sparky3 Media as a whole. We have so many projects in the works that we excited to bring out to the world like i think there's like a total of like including anime plus like six podcasts that we have in the works yep. and man it is exciting very exciting times uh you just heard his voice running the cams for me here on anime plus we got zach zach how are you doing uh, i'm this doing Thursday? good doing well what's up everybody can it's finally a, see us for that, the first time in ever. That's true. Yeah. That's true. If you're checking out the video, it's the first time you can really see us uh, here on the casting couch, looking as beautiful as ever, giving his his uh, very delicious high as a kite opinions. Uh, we have Josh rocking <laughs> on the couch. Josh, how are you? I'm good. How are you feeling? You, you on cloud I'm, nine? <laughs> I'm feeling sorry for everyone that's watching this and has to see our faces. <laughs> oh, it's well, not that. Damn, bad. it's not that <laughs> bad. Hey, I mean, hey, hey. On the plus side, you know, we we're looking out for them. We got some beautiful displays here in the background. Not sponsored, but hey, you know, go check out some displays. They're pretty fucking cool. Uh, we're, I'm gonna actually have some more. Uh, I'm gonna have total, th- you know, three more over here. Five total in my background. We got three over in uh, Zach's. We have what? Uh, Cowboy Bebop, the Jitsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer. Yep. Shout out to Demon Slayer. Uh, as the recording of of this podcast, we are going to see the movie tonight. Mm-hmm. Really excited yeah. for that. Over in Josh's view, we got a good old Chainsaw Man action. We got some Yu Yu Hakusho and some Black Clover. We got a lot more coming too. Got of course my my favorite series, Hitman Reborn. Got some Dragon Ball, some Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, we already have that one. Um, I got a Doctor Stone one picked out for you as well. Nice. You're gonna like that. Oh, one. did you find a good Doctor Stone one? Oh finally? yeah, dude. I found a good Doctor Stone one of Senku. It's it's really sick. Yeah, you guys should check out Display. Display's really cool. Not sponsored, yeah, but not go sponsored, check them out. But we could be. Like, yeah. We could also be sponsored by G Fuel. G Fuel. Hey, G Fuel, hit us up, man. <laughs> 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 we drink a lot of G Fuel here. Uh, all right, so for Anime Plus episode 30, guys, we have a beefy episode. Obviously, taking a week off adds some extra content to talk about, but the main thing that you know that kind of beefs it up a little bit is you know we're officially in spring 2021 for anime. We got some. We have three new series that we want to talk about here today, including Tokyo Revengers, eighty six, and Two Year Eternity. Really excited to talk about these, especially Tokyo Revengers, because this is a series that you know I've kind of plugged in the show before that I kind of want to check out, and I got to say. I think Tokyo Revengers is going to sly be a really top-tier anime for this spring season. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, like, everyone is, like, super focused on My Hero Season 5. Fair. Everyone is, uh, you know, pumped over in Japan and people bootlegging it, excited for Eden Zero. Fair. You have the fandom that's excited for Shaman King. Fair. But Tokyo Revengers, that's one that people don't need to sleep on. Excited to talk about that. We also have two new manga to talk about in Weekly Shonen Jump. We recently had, you know, Build King get axed and Phantom Seer get axed. So we have Candy Flurry and Blue Box. I will say one thing about these. 
I feel like there was some loss in translation when it came to these coming out. Because I know for a fact for Blue Box, it was being advertised as a basketball player and a volleyball player. And now it's a basketball player and a badminton player. There was some there was <laughs> some last minute changes on that one because I saw the promo art of where he was holding the volleyball. Hey, I'm still confused why it's called Blue Box. So maybe yeah. we'll find out. And as for Candy Flurry, whenever it was originally announced, the Amin and Ofuru, it was announced as like a, another romance, and now we have this candy battle style, you know, manga. But hey, you, you think there was some mix up? And I there think actually, there was. And there was actually <laughs> supposed to be Candy Flurry was supposed to be the romance, and then Blue Box was supposed to be some sports action manga and someone just went no i'm gonna flip these <laughs> yeah basically but how last minute can it be to like completely change basketball into badminton no it was volleyball volleyball into, yeah. volleyball See, into badminton. That, that's so true because man I, I started following like i said i think episode 29 i started following the artist for that show and there was the promo art from their their channel of where he's holding a volleyball so that was i didn't know he was a badminton player until literally a chapter came out and it was on the cover of of the app and i'm like Okay, this is a last-minute change. <laughs> so John just called and was like, you know, volleyball's out, badminton's in, so uh, let's get this change. And I think it was one of those things. just like, what the fuck? I think it was one of those things like, hey, you know, we just had high IQ in, so we've done volleyball. See, that's what I was thinking. You know, I know we've had basketball before, but it's been a while, so that's fine. But, hey, what about badminton? We've never had that. <laughs> let's do badminton. It's just the day before that it's supposed to be, like, turned in, the artist is like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah, just like, I feel like it was a last minute change, but uh, and then the, the one the one another thing we're going to talk about here today that I'm actually kind of excited to get you guys' thoughts on is we had a very interesting interview from the Chainsaw Man creator. Uh, I got a chance to read over that and gave some gave some interesting insight over part two and working on uh, with Jump Plus, which I think was you know when we when we heard it was going to Jump Plus originally, we were kind of you know talking that well maybe he's going to get more freedom and stuff like that, and that does seem to be the case. I'm I'm kind of excited to talk about that interview here in a little bit. Um, but let me hit the plugs real quick. You know, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, I do have my other podcast, Lighthearted. Uh, it is a gaming movie TV podcast, and it will be on the way back soon. Now that this room is done, this room that you see in the background, it is going to be coming out soon. I've been waiting to get this room done to really kind of rev things up with everything else. You can follow us on Twitter at LightheartedPod, as well as for the Animan Plus Twitter. You can follow us at Animan Podcast, where we do put up weekly polls. Uh, we just we do have a bonus cast coming out here very soon um, for top character introductions and entrances that's going to be coming out i believe on monday i'll uh, be have that dropped we also uh, have our next bonus cast and spoiler cast lined up because like i said earlier we're going to see demon slayer tonight so shout out to that we're going to see the demon slayer movie opening night here where we live so we will have a bonus cast version of it that is spoiler free and then of course the full-blown spoiler version and hey if you want to support us further whether if you're an audio listener youtube viewer whatever the patreon is a great way to do so www.patreon.com's forward slash sparky three it's a great way to support us we greatly appreciate it help further build the channel um shout out to wb because i said that by accident yeah i was about to say if you yeah. type wb and you're getting <laughs> yeah. something really different yeah you get some john cena stuff you know but uh yeah if you want to support us further that is a great way to do so and we would greatly appreciate it if you do that we have different rewards where you can request topics for us to do on a special bonus cast episode that is dedicated to you um, you know, possibly on the highest tier, we also have a way for you to come in, come onto the show with us for a segment and stuff like that. Lots of cool stuff over on the Patreon. And like I said, we have a t 
five more podcasts that are set to come out. You know, Lighthearted is obviously one. The other four, I'll keep on the DL for now. I'm excited for the other four as well. But we've got a lot of stuff coming out, guys. But uh, let's jump into the shout-outs. Let's jump into the shout-outs. So the first thing is uh, with the weekly Shonen Jump issue that is about to come out here this upcoming Sunday, the day that this episode is released, uh, it is a double issue, 21 and 22. And just for clarification for people, that does not mean double chapters. That just means that they are taking that issue and calling it two issues in one for that week because the following week they are taking a week off. Uh, issue 23 will come out May May 10th um, in Japan. And May, and the is- interesting thing about issue 23 is that it will have Elusive Samurai on the cover of the magazine. And what makes that so interesting is that that is the fastest a new series has gotten on the cover since Toriko back in 08, which Toriko got the cover in 12 chapters. Elusive Samurai got it in 15. And this is very interesting because, uh, Josh, you tried getting into Elusive Samurai. Couldn't do it. Yeah. You didn't care for it. Zach and I, we have been reading it yep. ever since, uh, even though we personally have not cared for it. But we've been sticking with it because... Him, him and I both have had this feeling that it's a late potential type of series. I will say it's getting better. I'm, I'm starting to enjoy. It I'm is starting getting to better. Enjoy, I'm starting to enjoy these past few chapters. But the fact that it's going on the cover, man, Shonen Jump's got a lot of faith in it. That's, that's very impressive. Well, and last week, wasn't it like number two? Yeah. 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 It's, it's gotten its uh, only one or two color pages. I don't remember. I think it's only gotten one, right? Yeah, it's had a couple color uh, opening chapter pages, but not actually the cover of the magazine. Okay. So that's a pretty interesting little uh, tidbit there. And also with issue 23, which a lot of people <laughs> were shitting on consistently when this news broke, is uh, in issue 23, Jitsu Kaisen will be on a break as well. A lot of people were shitting on that, that JJK is always on a break. I mean, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, like... It, it's like, been on a break like three times I, I mean, like the last four months. I don't know. Every, everyone was just like, oh, man, Jujutsu Kaisen is basically a bi-weekly manga at this point, blah, blah, A lot of people shitting on that. Uh, speaking of breaks, though, I don't know if it was a typo. I haven't seen it change. I've checked like five times today, but shout out to Kaiju number eight. New chapter comes out Thursdays. <laughs> it did show, and it still does right now, a uh, new chapter in 21 days, so three weeks until the next chapter. Kind of disappointing there, but please be aware of that as well in, in case it doesn't get changed. You're telling I, me it's bi-monthly now? Basically. Looks like it. Yes, I can't. <laughs> And I'm just saying it could be a typo because I know for a fact when like, you know, a few weeks ago we reported on the show Phantom Seer, I know it said new chapter in 14 days when the new chapters came out. I know it said that and it turned out to be a typo. They fixed it new chapter in seven days. So I don't know if Kaiju number eight is actually coming out in three in three weeks or if that was a, a, a ty- typo. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, that's how long it's going to take to build up our next arc, what it's leaning towards. That's true. This this new arc is going to be very exciting. Uh, that was a great chapter today. That's phenomenal chapter. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking more about Weekly Shonen Jump, uh, a series that me and Josh are particularly a pretty big fan of. Really disappointed to hear this, but there are reports saying that ITLC could be close to being dead, and um, that is that is upsetting. Uh, but me and Josh, we did actually talk about in episode twenty nine that. It wouldn't surprise us. Yeah, That's a series that we could see them not giving a lot of support to. But on the flip side, who knows? Because uh, on April 30th, uh, ITLC is getting an extra edition that's being published in the Jump Plus app. Don't know what that's going to include. But I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, because I've seen all the reports that ITLC could be on its way out. It's bottom of the lineup every single the past few weeks. Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't know. Think about it. But, but I am excited for the extradition. At the same time, didn't isn't Phantom's here getting a one shot or like not a one shot, but like yeah, it's getting a little bonus thing in yeah. one of the magazines. I can't remember which one. And but it got axed, so it's yeah. not really surprising that Itils he's going to get you know something a little extra, even though it's possibly on its way. Yeah. You know, like, it'll be disappointing to see that one get, get axed. Like I said, it, it would just wouldn't surprise me. That's something that I just don't see Jump supporting. I'm more surprised, honestly, that Witch Watch is getting some love over ITLC because Witch Watch just got a color page uh, this past week or the week before, uh, or they're getting one. I thought that was kind of interesting, but, hey, it is what it is, right? Um, you know, little little shout out here out of Netflix. Uh, Netflix kind of rebranded all of their like anime stuff and you know other sorts of like video game properties and stuff yep. as like an entirely new part of Netflix called Netflix Geet is what they've labeled it. And um, you know with this, they are really hi- trying to hype up some of the live action stuff they have on the way in terms of anime because they got the li- live action Yu Yu Hakusho show they're going to be doing, yep. live action One Piece that we've talked about before, live action Cowboy Bebop, and they also have Gundam stuff they're working on as well. You know, obviously, we've we've talked about this to great extents before. Live action anime is is some scary stuff, you know. So you know, we saw what they did with uh, Death Note, but hey, apparently, the Death Note two is on the way. What? Out of Netflix? Why? Death Note two is on the way. Is from the reports I'm seeing. This is not confirmed. This is just on reports. But with that report, apparently, Netflix is determined to keep it more to manga material. That is what they're planning to do. I guess we'll see. You know. I, I didn't care for the movie besides William Defoe's Ryuk. That was phenomenal. Don't fight me about that. That was great. Fuck you. <laughs> um, that was great. Everything else sucked, in my opinion. I, I've yet to watch Full Metal Alchemist. I've heard it's bad. I've heard it's bad because of the amount of characters that it's cut, the amount of key plot points that it cut for where it is. Because I know, like, from I know from where it is. For example, Armstrong's not even in the movie, and he does fit into the no. range that, that they do. Yeah, he's not in the movie. Is it because they couldn't find someone jacked enough to be Armstrong? That'd be my guess. I mean, you always have the Rock ready to do anything. So I yeah. don't know. I'm he, sure John I, Cena would have got in on it. John Cena likes anime. The, the Rock yeah. would have been jacked enough to be Armstrong. To be honest, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. I don't think at this point John Cena would be either. No, I don't think he would be. But he'd give it his best shot, though. I probably would. Yeah, he likes anime. He does like anime. Isn't there a live action Bleach? Not that I know of. Uh, mm. You know what? I hate I'm to do sure. this on video, but let me uh, let me just pop onto Netflix and see. I'm pretty sure there is. There might there might be a live action Bleach on the way. You know, I, I know for the One Piece property, we've seen some stuff come out with like the Going Merry and stuff like that, and uh, you know, it didn't look terrible. And you know, Oda's got his hand on every single piece of the of the proper of the live action so far, so man, it may have potential. I, I'm I'm scared for you, Hawk Show, though. I'm not gonna lie. That one scares me. See, you I didn't even know about the Gundam one. I'm scared for a Gundam. That's that's fair. They had about four tweets of it. They're like, gun damn it. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can calm you can calm down now, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> uh just for uh just so you guys know, there is a live action bleach film. Oh. Is it out? Two thousand eighteen, yes. Oof. Is yeah. it from Netflix? It is. Oh no. From Netflix. Actually, and I'm gonna say this too, I have more hope for the Yu Haka show one because it's like made at Toho Studios and it's like strictly done in Japan. And Japanese live action stuff is way better than American live action stuff. Like the, the Japanese Death Note movies, so good. Yes, they're fantastic. Yeah. So I have a little more hope for Yu Yu Hakusho than I do for, you know, Cowboy Bebop or One Piece. That's fair. I, I can I can respect that because, you know, another one also is obviously uh, Kenshin. I yeah. uh, just had its new movie release over in Japan, and um, that's that's one that's really held at the top in terms of live action anime. So, 
I don't know. I guess we'll see if uh, Netflix drops the ball or not with all these other properties. It'll be very interesting to see as it continues to come out. Uh, hopping over to the news. So, uh, you know, everyone's favorite uh, golden boy, MAPPA, is holding a 10th anniversary special on 627. And it is confirmed that they're going to be revealing the first look at the, uh, the Chainsaw Man anime uh, that is set to come out, I believe, this fall, correct? I believe so. Okay. So, going to get some sort of a trailer there. Uh, how pumped are you guys for that? I mean, I'm ready for it. It's going to be brutal, gory, and dingy. That's true. I'm super fucking pumped for it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I got a question for you guys. I'm curious because I've seen a lot of people comment about this, and I'm kind of curious if uh, I'm you know on you guys' take. Do you guys think that Chainsaw Man is overall, like, if we're talking, like, just plot stuff, it's super fucking average, but what makes it good is just, like, the characters and the insane amount of action is how fucking stupid it is? Pretty much. Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, no. Because if we're talking just story, like, this series is, like, maybe, like, a 6 out of 10, but everything else is what makes it better. Yeah, we're not jumping into, like, a My Hero, One Piece, Naruto kind of, like, really deep story with, yeah. like, really far-reaching No, it's basically... This dude just wants to get some, so he's going to kill other... Yeah, literally the whole selling point for Chainsaw Man is blood and guts, and then sex appeal with the little it has. And then, like, you know, 20 chapters of, like, what the fuck? (laughs) I can't wait for that. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, we would always... We would use, like, a, you know, what the fuck is this chapter one, whatever, uh, is what basically we'd use for that. But now for the episodes, I think it's this one. What the fuck is this chapter? Nope. No. What the f*** did I just watch? That. Yeah. That effect. That's basically what it's going to be. I mean, and it's because that series manga is what led to that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, yeah. Chainsaw Man is the one that actually inspired those two effects that you just heard. So, so. yeah. <laughs> depending on how the anime goes, if they do the entire, like, first part of Chainsaw Man, towards the end, we'll get a lot of that. What the fuck? True. True. Um, and, you know, we've talked about before how it's going to be, you know, a Netflix exclusive and, uh, you know, I don't, you know, we've all agreed. I don't think that's a bad thing for Chainsaw Man because just of how much more freedom they have to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which talking about doing whatever they want, let's talk about that cha- the interview with, um, what's his name? Uh, Tatsuki uh, Fu- Fujimoto. Mm-hmm. Um, he had recently had an interview and he was talking about, uh, just his series, the whole, the anime coming out and stuff. And he talks about like, let's kick things off with how everyone always talked about how his story was not jump like jump manga. I feel like you guys could agree to that. Yeah. Yes. It was definitely not a jump like manga, but it was in jump. And, uh, you know what he's, you know, his, his response I thought was very interesting. So his response is basically, any series that he says like kind of comes out and really fits to the, the standard and the mold of what a jump manga is will get axed. It'll die off. It's too basic. It's not unique enough. So what he wanted to do with Chainsaw Man was do enough to make it like a jump manga, but then also put his own twist on it and his own personality on it to create his own property that's within jump while still trying to keep it within a jump like series. But he just his basically his mindset was if he made it too much like what you would expect out of a jump series, it was just going to get lost in the fold and just get axed. I thought that was a very interesting answer personally. That Yeah. I feel like that was probably the, the best way to put his yeah, series. Yeah, no, it very much was. Because when you compare Chainsaw Man to anything else in the lineup week to week, there was a very hard contrast. Yes. Yeah. And and thinking about it, too, like looking back at Jump, some of the big things right now, there wasn't back then, like One Piece, there wasn't a huge, like, you know, super-powered action pirate manga. It was like, you know, you had Dragon Ball Z, you had Yu Hakusho. So, yeah, the things that come out that tend to be different seem to be more popular yeah and i guess the best example is like uh phantom seer was a lot like jujitsu kaisen but jujitsu kaisen was already that 
that that big mainstay of like yeah, that dark a, manga for Jump, and then so Phantom Series, and we, which we talked about that. I think I don't I don't remember which one of you said that. One of you said that was Jaws. That was you. Yeah. yeah. Where Phantom Seer could have been axed just because it was like, hey, you're not bad. Your sales are good. We like what you're doing, but we kind of got JJK over here. So well, it, sorry. It, that fits into exactly what he said. Yeah. Was that you know now Jujutsu Kaisen is what you think of when you think of a a jump manga, and so Phantom Seer was just kind of almost a copy of it. Yeah. And and that that really puts in perspective for why he took the all the approaches he took for Chainsaw Man that just made it so wild and wacky, and you know and and when it comes to what you said about like One Piece, you know at the time you know you had you Hakusho, you had Dragon Ball, and you know obviously One Piece fits in that mold of like this action series, but what made One Piece stand out from those two besides obviously pirates and stuff and like a huge cast of characters that all kind of did their thing is just how fucking. I just said it, how wild and wacky One Piece is. Yeah. The fucking powers and shit are all over the fucking place. And that's what made it stand out and be different. So I thought that answer that he gave was honestly phenomenal. And I will say, I hope, and I imagine they will, I hope young creators, you know, uh, over in Japan take a look at that and kind of, you know, take from that. Because Phantom Seer, you know, it was a good series. We enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it had so much potential, but... Ultimately, it like we like we've said, it's just too much, too too similar. It doesn't, it doesn't stand out. It wasn't unique enough. So hopefully, people read that interview, art inspiring artists, and they maybe take a little bit of info for it. Uh, the other thing that you know really stood out to me about the interview was uh, he was asked about the big differences between working between Weekly Shonen Jump and Jump Plus. Which, when we heard Part Two was going over to Jump Plus, we that was one of our takes is yeah. how different it was going to be. And uh, he said, for the most part, it wasn't extremely different in terms of the general like kind of prep process. He said some of the um, like the hard perceptions for the, like the scripting stuff is not nearly as strict for as it is Weekly Shonen Jump. But he said other than that, it really wasn't much different. But he said the big thing was, though, which ties into the scripting stuff, is that he said he's free to do whatever the hell he wants for the logic of the story. He can do anything that he wants to do, which is what we were thinking was gonna what was gonna happen and why we thought it going over to Jump Plus was gonna be a good thing for it and you know tying into that one little tidbit that he gave which really excites me more for part two is that he really wants readers like us to see part two and part one and really view them as two separate things that are still the same if that makes any sense that's how he yeah. put it is that he wants part two to really stand out as its own creation and not just be part two. But still be Chainsaw Man, still be about Dingy and everything going on with those characters, but it still be its own thing. I'm hyped for it. If I can get Jump Plus to work on my phone, I'd be so happy. <laughs> you can't get it to work for your phone? I didn't know that. No, no it just closes out immediately. Oh, that's, that's depressing. Yeah. Now, I will say, I didn't read any of this interview, but I did see a comment where he he was asked, like, if he could see, like, Chainsaw Man team up with anybody, who would he be? And he was like, Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah. What? Yeah, that, that's, what, that's who he wants Chainsaw Man to team up with. Which isn't. Out of question, considering All Might just teamed up with Deadpool. So. That is well, true. Well, it's also, in that aspect, when you think about it, Denji's made a guest appearance in My Hero. Yeah, yeah so he is canon. <laughs> he is canon in My Hero. So. So the, and the Avengers exist in the My Hero universe, so yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's a good thing, because that was sort of one thing we've talked about with Jump Plus and with hearing about Chainsaw Man going to it, is that hopefully it opens the avenue for more things like that. And more freedom because when you look at the big one from Jump Plus that's specifically on Jump Plus, Kaiju number eight, yep. it does seem to have a lot of freedom and it definitely flows a lot differently than most base jump series that are currently in Weekly Shonen Jump if you compare the two. Yeah. Right. So hopefully the, they start using Jump Plus a lot more and we can actually get a catalog of original series through Jump Plus and get something a little bit different. 
I definitely think we will because, I mean, we Jump Plus already has two massive hits with Kaiju Number 8 and Spy Family, right? Yeah. Chainsaw Man Part 2, it's going to be a massive hit. It's going to fucking sell out the wazoo just like the fucking the original series did, okay? So, you know, with those three heavy hitters, I mean, they already have a few other little tidbits here and there, like My Hero Vigilantes, for example. Uh, but, I mean, you're right. We get a couple more original series in there. Uh, it's it's going to keep on doing pretty well. Uh, even the uh, the one that I personally dropped, and I think you're still reading it, Deranged Detective. Um, I want to say I, I didn't get numbers, but I want to say Volume 1 for Deranged Detective actually did pretty well. Yeah, no, I haven't read the last couple chapters, but it's really good. Right whenever you dropped off, it started getting a lot more interesting. Of course it fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. I'll pick it back up eventually. I will. But just because I, I love I love the art. I love the uh, creator so much, being the creator of Hitman Reborn. So I will pick it back up here soon. Um, all right, so let's actually hop over to the anime talks for the week. Um, so we're now up to a new record for Anime Plus in terms of how many animes we're reviewing at one time. We're now up to nine. So that's pretty cool. Three of them being brand new ones that we're going to talk about here today. Like I said earlier, we are in spring 2021 for anime. And, you know, initially, if you're kind of a casual fan, you look at the lineup, you're like, well, My Hero, that's cool. I mean, Eden Zero, that's from Fairytale Creator. That's cool. Oh, look, Shaman King. I remember that when I was a kid. You know, there was a couple others that would catch people's eyes. Like, I know a spinoff of the Slime yep. series that, that came out. Uh, but other than that, it's just like, you know, you kind of have to look around. Like, what, what are we going to find here? It's going to be some some solid stuff. And we, we may have found some, some great diamonds here one of them being tokyo revengers okay this is a series i had my eye on coming into spring of something i wanted to try out and i gotta say it's not disappointing at all um i definitely think tokyo revengers is going to be like possibly the second best anime of the spring season you know in terms of and and this is me taking like eden zero out of the equation just because it's not easy access for people i'm talking the stuff that can be easily accessed by people you can go on crunchyroll whatever and watch it i think tokyo revengers is going to probably be like the second best series of this spring um i'm actually gonna let zach talk about this one because here's a fun fact for you i I pitched to the guys hey tokyo revengers looks pretty good i said i like the episode zach watched the first episode and then read 10 volumes in four hours and now he's caught up on the manga which also shout out to the fact that tokyo revengers is now officially in our manga rating lineup (laughs) zach why don't you talk about tokyo revengers a little bit about what we got going on i mean it is definitely going to be a good series um just a main baseline pretty much um guy here's a news report this girl who was his girlfriend in middle school died more or less, he goes through his life, and as he's standing at a train uh, station, he gets pushed in the train, and right before it hits him, he's suddenly back in the body of himself in middle school, where he's a delinquent, bleach blonde hair and everything, and thinks it's all a dream until he finally realizes, I'm back in the past. And more or less, he meets the girl who died's brother, shakes his hand, and suddenly he realizes, comes to discover, he has time-leaving powers. And so it's a delinquent series, but it's not. There is action in the series, but think of it more of a drama and uh, action drama is what it's more going to be following uh, Takamichi, who's our main character, and his quest to keep this girl alive by yeah. time leaping, and it is so good. As as Alex said, I watched the first episode and went. I'm sold. I'm on board. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> read, all, read all 21 vol, no, 20 volumes in a few days. Yeah, just a couple days. Read half of them in one. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, I'm very much looking forward to the series. These first two episodes were very well done in opening. The 
first episode was a nice little opening. And I kind of realized, because I mentioned this to you, Alex, there's a scene in the first one where it has some kids who are bullying Takamichi and then scratch his car and leave the blame on him. And I mentioned to you in the manga, it's different, and it's actually Takamichi who just doesn't. Those kids are just not even there. And I understand why they've done that now. Because after reading the manga, Takamichi's sort of lame. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's very good. And I can't wait for episode three after what's going on down with the uh, fighting pit. Because we'll finally get to meet uh, Mickey and Draken, two of our other main cast. Hmm. Okay. Right on, right on. Yikes. Ooh. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I think you'll have to like turn it off and on. That's unfortunate. We do have a tech issue with our cameras. How am I going to go about that? Was it my camera? Nope, no, it's, it's his. No, it's mine. Uh, no. <laughs> That's funny. I was hoping my camera just went out. Just no. like was like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I might just have to close out. Here. Well, hang on. We'll be right back after this break. All right, we're back after a little technical issue. Of course, you know, right when we're going to record, got to have a tech. Even though I, I even took the day off for this. I spent all day fucking with this shit. I was about to say, we even did several test recordings and nothing happened, but right. lo and behold, during the actual recording. <sighs> Man, that's that's my fucking luck. Well, during the little break that we had, at least for us, not for you, uh, Josh, you got a little tidbit over Kaiju. Josh, what do we got going on there? Yeah, Golden Week starts on the 29th and ends on the 5th, and that's two weeks worth of Kaiju number eight chapters. And so they don't release anything during Golden Week. That's why Jump's doing uh, two volumes this Sunday. Because there won't be anything, they won't release one next Sunday. And so Kaiju is missing two, and then it's it's the author's monthly break. Gotcha. That's why it's going on a three-week break. Okay. All right, thank you for that. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Got a little bit more insight there. Uh, and speaking of insight, you know, we can get back to talking about uh, Tokyo Avengers. You know, right now, episode two had uh, the little pit fight we had going on. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're about to get introduced to two more of our main characters. Uh, this is going to kind of further open up the series. I know one of the big things that you're really pumped up for is the Battle of 8-3. Yes. Uh, and then you also talked about how you think it's possible we could get Bloody Halloween. Yeah, out of the... Just after reading some clues and whatnot, seeing the opening... There's, we're definitely getting the Battle of 8-3 because there's a lot of prominent shots to it in uh, the opening. And then there's two characters who you see briefly in the opening, as long as I'm seeing them correctly, are two characters who don't actually make an appearance or major role until the next arch arc, which is the uh, Bloody Halloween, if I'm remembering my arcs correctly. Okay. I'm I'm excited to see how the rest of this series is going to play out. It's something I might hop into. Also, I had no idea it was part of Weekly Shonen Magazine lineup. I didn't know that. Um, we, you know, looking at Weekly Shonen Magazine more, they got a lot of good shit. They got a lot of good shit part of the lineup. And yep. I really wish there was an easier way to read everything. I really do. Um, you know, another one that we're that we're going to talk about here today is called 86. This is another one that I kind of had my eye on here for a little bit, leading up into spring. Uh, it's it's based on a light novel. It's only going to be I think 11 episodes is what it's confirmed, a shorter one. Uh, sci-fi uh, series based in like what 2000 uh, 21. It's 21 something. 2148, I think. Is yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah, I mean it's a futuristic series about uh, a war between two different countries. Uh, one of which is called the Republic of uh, San Mongolia, I believe is what it is, and mm-hmm. the other one's called the Gideon Empire. Gideon Empire, one of the two. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. Um, so the Empire 
you know, which is our antagonist here, basically, their army is full is just full of, of, of you know, mechs called legions. Okay. Then that's, you know, they're, they're straight up, you know, just, you know, robots running out there, just, you know, tearing shit up AI basically. Okay. No one's piloting these, uh, for the, uh, the Republic side, they also have their own set called ju- called juggernauts, right? To the public, to the public, to the general public, general, you know, people living in the, in the country, they fully believe this is a battle of machine v. machine. That is how they view it. That's how it's been told to them, is that this is strictly just, you know, machines just duking it out, the two countries fighting. You know, this war, it's gone on for nine years. The war should only last, what did they say in episode two? Like Two more years. Two more years or so, because the legions only have a set amount of lifespan, basically, because, you know, they are completely, auto, you know, automated. Um so the, all the legions should kind of die out in a couple of years while they're fighting this war, but again, you know the public, the people, of the, you know people of the republic, they believe this is just machine v machines. They have no idea uh, of the underlying issues that is in the republic. Uh, where the thing that makes this series that's I think going to be really interesting is the fighting itself is not necessarily going to be the drawing point. Okay, fighting is going to be good. I think anytime it's going to pop up, it's going to be really dope. I know episode two had some. Fucking awesome shots. Yes, it did. Had some great fighting. But the big thing about this is going to be the storytelling and the characters and, and the build-up behind all that. And uh, the big selling point drama-wise is going to be the friction between the two different classes of groups. Yep. You know, the thing that I find super interesting about this is that, you know, of how, like, how much the war has been twisted in a different light to uh, to the general people. Because, like I said, the juggernauts, they just think it's automated machines going out there fighting. No, juggernauts are piloted by people. But the pub, but people don't know that. They, 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 they have no idea. You know, our, our main protag, I have no idea how to pronounce her full name. No clue. So I call her Major Waifu. That's what he calls her. I'm just going to call her Lena. That's just the name, that her shortened name that she goes by. It's like Valdina Meliz or something like that. That's her name. Lena, that's what she goes by. Uh, she is a, uh, a noble. Uh Alba, Alba Noble is what is kind of, I guess, what her title would be. Uh, she is a, a major in the military, and she becomes a handler for the Spearhead Squadron, which is the other set of our protagonists. Uh, a handler is basically, you know, man behind the chair, basically. Yeah. You know, running everything, you know, checking out the battlefield, seeing what's going on out there and all that stuff, and she takes over the new, uh, you know, she's the new handler for the Spearhead Squadron, who is run by uh, our protag, who is named Shin. He goes by the code name of Undertaker. Apparently, he's pretty tough to work with. Every handler before them has quit, retired early, or something of the sort. I think maybe one off themselves. I'm not sure. Nope, two. Uh, two, okay. Yeah, Undertaker, is he's pretty tough to work with. You know, he kind of just wants to do his own thing, kind of wants you to piss off is basically what it's going to be. Uh, so when it comes to this series and the whole, like, you know, the public not knowing that people are running these mechs, uh, these people are called 86ers. So in this world, there are 85 districts that are set up, and the 85 districts are within, like, the walls. Outside the walls, that's what's kind of considered the 86, people that live out there. And the thing that I thought was really interesting about, like, episode two really dove into this more is talking more about these these people, the ones that run the mechs, the one that, that lives in the 86. And, you know, to the to the Republic... They're not considered people. They're not considered humans. Mm-hmm. They they call them they they're, they're labeled as subhumans. Basically, from what I gathered from episode two, and you know Zach can you know correct me or agree with me on this. Basically, if you're if you're born with you know without you know like the silver hair, I know they mentioned specifically, you know if you're born without these couple things, you are not a human, and you are stripped of your rights as a human, and you are basically considered trash and shoved to the side. Is that would that be a correct way to put it? Yeah, pretty much how they say is. Anyone without certain qualifications or 
upon birth is more or less sent out into the 86th district to live out there. Yeah, live out and just be, you know, you know, poor and just live, you know, kind of a, a rough life out there while everyone else is living inside the walls, living the high life. And I think that sort of, you know, approach to it, I think is going to be a very interesting series to watch for these 11 episodes. You know, when I, I kind of went over the plot a little bit, just kind of reading up on it, you know, like it's flat out said how there's like, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, there's a lot of racism going on in this series from the uh, from from the Republic. And I think there's going to be a lot of interesting takes with this series as we further get to see Lena and Shin and the rest of the Spearhead Squadron further get closer. Because you know, Lena coming in and becoming the new handler, they're automatically like, whatever. It's just a fucking royal pig. They literally draw her as a pig, imagining what she looks like. You know, that, that's that's how they that's how they imagine her. You know, it's going to be interesting to see them further develop together and work as a team. And, you know, like I said, episode two showed off a lot of great action of the Spearhead Squadron and Undertaker and work taking out the Legions. And great soundtrack, too, by the way. Yeah, no, the song during the battle was really good. I mean, my big thing that I'm really going to enjoy and seeing as a selling point is just the the actual social warfare going on in it. Because you have the people of the Republic who think nothing of the 86ers and... yep see them as subhumans and then you have the 86ers who realize that they, the royals don't the republic people don't care about them so they obviously despise the republic and anyone who becomes their handlers they have no respect for them they don't care for anything they say they only care about shin so it's interesting seeing how each group more or less sees each other in the same light as scum and then we have major waifu here who trying to build, be human and build a bridge of some sort. Yeah, she's trying to be that middle ground. And just from these first two episodes, just seeing that conflict of her fighting against her own society group and trying to be friendly with the group that wants nothing to do with her. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see this, that class warfare and sort of the effects of the middle ground through her since she's the one trying to connect them. True. Honestly, like this is, I think this series has a lot of potential. Uh, I've, from what I've been reading from people, the light novels are phenomenal. The light novels that have recently come out are also incredible. Uh, I've got a lot of hope for this one. You know, I feel like this one is more, I feel like this one is definitely more on the low key side of something that's going to be really solid. Okay. Cause you know, Tokyo Avengers, you know, it's already got 20 plus volumes of weekly show in a magazine. It's long standing. It's great in the magazine and everything. The next series we're going to talk about same thing. It's in weekly show in magazine. It's got, I think 10 to 11 volumes or so. One of the two 140 ish chapters, you know, it's, it's got its presence in the week. I think I feel like 86 is something that people should probably take, you know, take a look at over on Crunchyroll or something. Just give it a shot. You know, I think the first two episodes, first episode for me, kind of meh. I liked different things about it. episode two. It really drew me in because it kind of everything that that start, episode one kind of started giving you the tidbits of this and that. Episode two finished up on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for this one. This is gonna be one of my favorite things to watch every single week. Um, the next series, I don't know if it's gonna be my favorite thing to watch all week, <laughs> and it's not because it's bad, because I, it, this is gonna be a very painful ride, and I don't I, I don't know if I'm ready for it. You know, it, it was funny reading some of the comments from people on episode one where everyone's just like, hello, welcome into this wonderful series. This series will either do an extreme amount of healing for you or an extreme amount of damage for you. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what am I getting into? Uh, and that is To Your Eternity. This is one that also Zach pointed out to me to check out. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to be a painful ride, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt because it is very much a 
drama life story of following this character and just nothing good. There's going to be some good moments in the series, but it's not meant to be good. There's a lot of bad stuff that's going to happen here that we're not all going to be fans of. So it's going to be rough. <laughs> it's it's going to be a rough time. So basically what you know kind of transpires episode one, we have like a narrator who's basically God in this sense and how he drops an object down to the earth. A uh, little orb, right? Just because he wants to. Just because it's, you know, with when that whole opening segment, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, of Ryu just dropping his death note yep. down. That's what it reminded me of. Yep. But he just drops this uh, this orb down the world just to see what would happen, see what it's going to do. It takes this. It takes the shape of a rock. It just stays as a rock for a while, grows moss on it, whatever. It gets stuck through the weather and stuff. And then uh, a wolf comes by, and a wolf happens to, to die right around where it is. And then the orb ends up taking the shape of the wolf. Uh, he's got the same wounds as the wolf and everything, but he's able to, it's, you know, it's like this, you know, deity type of thing, more or less, I guess, and it's able to heal itself immediately, so it didn't have the wound anymore. And then you get introduced to what you would think is going to be your protagonist. What you think. <laughs> uh, and I want the record to be known, he does not have a name. I looked it up. He does not have a name. He is literally labeled as Nameless Boy. Yeah, no, you're right. It never. He does, says the name of the wolf, but not his. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, so this boy, you know, he sees the wolf. It's like his friend. He's like, Johan, you're back. I knew you wouldn't leave, whatever. Meanwhile, he has no idea. Johan's dead as fuck out in the blizzard somewhere. And, you know, and then it focuses the rest of the episode one, focuses on this Nameless Boy, how he's living out. What appears to be near the ocean is is kind of what I gathered, but you know, right now they're kind of like in an ice age type of situation. Hard blizzards. Everyone else in the village has already left at some point. He's basically stuck there by himself, living in a little makeshift hut that he has, just trying his best to make it as much as he can, you know, by whatever fish he can get, you know, whatever. And you know, it's one of those things. You know, he wants to see the world and he wants to go where other people are. He doesn't want to die here alone, all by himself. You saying that it was makes me want to make a point out a very good thing in that first episode was the very first action he did whenever our deity thing came back as the wolf. Yeah. Do you know what? You remember what he did? What? He tied a rope to himself to the wolf. That was the very first action he said after he hugged the wolf. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that was a nice little touch there at the beginning, just sort of give you an idea of the character's mental state and where he was at. Doesn't want to be left alone. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's basically lived here by himself since he was a little kid and you know, he wants to get out and see the world and adventure and go to other people. Cause he doesn't want to die alone. And it's so sad to really sit there and think about it more and more where he's like, all he's got was this wolf and this wolf was gone for two months and it just happens to show back up and it's not even the same wolf. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, he finally decides like, all right, we're go we're going out, Johan, we're going on an adventure. We're going to find the others. You know, he goes out on this, you know, starting, you know, trekking through this blizzard, trying to keep finding these these stones that kept pointing, oh, this direction, this direction. He's like, oh, you see this, Johan? We're getting somewhere. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, he ends up falling into the water, mm -hmm. you know, and which ends up, uh, I think that was when he got hurt. Or yes. Yeah, when he got, you know, he had a pretty bad injury on his leg that he kept trying to treat, um, you know, just kept wrapping bandages, bleeding nonstop. And uh, he, he kept staying. He, he, the one thing about a man is the kid just kept staying as positive as he can be. That we're going to find people. We're going to find people. Kept stopping for camp. Kept, you know, trying to keep up his wound and stuff. And then finally they get to another rock that points, but it's X'd off. Where it's mm -hmm. just like, that's not the direction. And it's very clearly there was wreckage there. Yes. Very uh, assuming that it's probably the people from his village. There's gravestones. Yeah, there's gravestones. And, and that's when he finally just kind of broke down where he's just like, I can't do this. 
you know, I can't, I can't make it, you know, because this whole episode, he's just saying that, you know, we can make it, we can make it, we can do it, we can do it, we can reach the promised land, we can reach where things are green and not frozen and other people, and when, with all the gravestone stuff, he finally broke down, he's like, I can't do this, I can't do this, and, you know, this wolf that he thinks is his best friend for X amount of years, is just like this, this new creature that doesn't really know how to live life, and he's just like, I don't know what's going on, man. I'm just here for the ride. Uh, and then, you know, the nameless boy finally reached where he, the point where he's just like, okay, we're going home. We're, we're, we're going to go home. I'm making this decision. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Fuck it. We're going home. Um, they end up going home, and, and the, the boy is not well because of that injury. The injury he has yet to actually get to, a chance to, you know, properly heal when, when they're back at his hut. You know, he's constantly running a fever. You can tell where this is going. There's a nice little touch there also, because if you actually watch the wound, you can see it's get bigger every time there's a shot, a new shot of it. Yep. You know, and he finally reaches the point. And, you know, if you, you know, inside of his little boat hut, whatever, you know, he has like, you know, the drawings of other people in the village all over the butt, you know, the boat and everything. And he ended up drawing himself and Johan. And, man, just watching this, like me watching this, knowing nothing, I'm just like, well, yeah, I mean, is is the wolf going to save him somehow? I mean, he's basically like a god, right? He's going to do something to save him, right? Nope, the kid dies. First episode, <laughs> kid's dead. I'm just like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, wh- where is this going? And then our wolf transforms again. Into the boy. And we're not even like, <laughs> it's not even just a transformation of he just, he takes his form. He literally transforms into the very being of everything he's wearing at that point in time. Yeah, like in terms of like like the mental states and stuff, none of that follows. You know, th- this this being transformed into this boy, he is still like, you know, think of it like an infant that knows nothing of of the world and knows nothing knows how to know how to do nothing. You know, in episode 2 when you get introduced to March, who is set to be sacrificed, mind you. Like this is like like a little girl, like eight years old, and in this village was selected for this ceremony for I don't remember the name of the god. I'm assuming it's the god that's our narrator, which no. also no, it's not. It's the bear. Oh, it's that bear. It's the bear. Ah, oh, that fucking bear. Yeah, we did get a shot of the bear in episode two. I forgot about that. Also, shout out to the fact that the narrator is the same voice actor as Nanami and Overhaul. So that chilling voice works really well uh, for the narrator. I'm really enjoying that, but. You know, they, uh, they come have this ceremony where they have to sacrifice a child. They have to sacrifice a child of some sort. March is chosen. March is like, I don't want to die. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to do that. No, nah, I'm good. It's just like, well, that's unfortunate because you have to fucking die. Sorry. Um, God, man, this this is series is not going to be a kind journey. No, it's not. This is going to be brutal. You know, whenever you get a chance to get, um, you know, March introduced to our thing, the orb, uh, it's very clear that it still has no idea how to do anything. Is when you know March was helping it eat. It's still eating as if it's the wolf. So it's like down on all fours, just devouring you know fruit as if it's like a wolf. It it has no idea how to talk. It doesn't know how to do anything. It just. I love the fact that it has that whole moment for her trying to teach him how to eat with his hands, and for some reason he understands the concept of slapping it out of her hands on the ground, but yeah. not actually using his hands. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a fun journey to a point, but it's just going to be painful. It's going to be sad. You just got to buckle up. You just got to buckle up for this one. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. The bottom line is going to be good. I think it's confirmed for 20 episodes, so excited for that. Uh, it's going to be good. But it's just going to be it's going to, it's going to hurt. It is going to hurt. There's going to be a lot of sadness in this series. <laughs> 
we do recommend you guys check out all three of these. They are all three on Crunchyroll. And I think some really hidden gems here for the spring season. Really excited for all three of these. Um, all right, so let's hop over to the stuff we've already kind of been talking about in the past. We've got My Hero Academia Season 5. We have Episodes 3 and 4. How, how, how are you feeling on it? I mean, it's the start of our Class A versus Class B fights, in which is leading going to be fun. It's This is a whole great arc that I'm enjoyable, enjoying being animated. You know, <laughs> just recently, uh, Team Four Star did uh, My Hero Academia Season 1, quick recap, whatever, and when they were going through the heroes, like introducing each student, they got to, to uh, Froppy. Yeah. And for the record, I love how... Uh, Kaiser Neko put on uh, Kermit eyes for her. that was fan- that was funny, but what she said was yeah, as introducing herself, I'm someone's fetish, and then, <laughs> and then we got what we got with these episodes with that dude where when he got captured he was like her tongue was all over me. Yeah, <laughs> so that was the first thing I thought of was I'm someone's fetish. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just the beginning of uh, the class the class fighting. Uh, we got a resolution to the first battle. Uh, we've got the rest of the battles on the way. You know, most notably the the big the big one for this is obviously gonna be the, the one that has Deku's team on it. That's gonna be the last one. But I mean we're gonna be in for some good stuff. It was a good couple episodes. I enjoyed them. Um can't can't say really anything negative about it. Uh Josh, you didn't have a chance to watch these, correct? Correct. I haven't had a chance to watch anything. Yeah. So no, that's fair. But one thing you can talk about though is One Piece. You may not have watched it, but you know what goes down. I actually for the audio view audio view, uh, listeners here. I have not been watching One Piece with Josh. I did watch episodes 969 and 970. Uh, just hopped in, Odin backstory. Um, so, you know, for these episodes, you got to see uh, the disbanding of the uh, the Rogers Pirates. Uh, Odin returning home and everything. Uh, that was pretty much 969. And him him getting a breakdown of what's been going on yeah. over in Wayno. That was 969. Um, and then, you know, 970 is when he actually went to go confront where he fucking ran all across Wayno over there and... And then kind of got what we, you know, the the post effect of that where he's having to act a fool in town the entire time. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's where we are right now in yeah. the Odin backstory. Uh, get to see Roger's execution as well, very briefly. I heard that they uh, they changed it. Since I haven't watched it, I haven't got to see it, but they, I heard that it was changed just a little bit. I cannot confirm nor deny. Okay, well. I will leave that to you to confirm or deny when you watch it. We will confirm or deny it next week. <laughs> I personally don't remember how it was in the Odin backstory or anything. I don't remember. Um, but, I mean, there were a couple of good episodes, you know, for me just randomly jumping into One Piece, you know, because yeah. I've, I've read it, so it's not a big deal. Um, I, I, you know, when it comes to Odin backstory, I'm just, I'm, I'm really pumped up to see what's coming with uh, Kaido and everything because reading that was, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. It was pretty brutal, so... I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty pumped to see what's going to come next, and you know the main thing is you know with where we are right now in the One Piece anime, I'm so pumped to actually watch this stuff animated, with what's going on right now in the manga. I mean, like, dude, I'm ready to see that animated. Yeah, that's going to be soon uh, this year, I think. Yeah, it, like the stuff with Kaido should start to get animated this year, unless they throw in a bunch of filler. Well, I mean, we well we technically have a long way to go to get to where we're at right now, so. Maybe the end of this year, early next year, I think we'll get start getting to the really good stuff. Yeah, that that fight that we have going on right now is is fucking it's intense. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, 
Zach, what do you think of uh, Dragon Quest episodes 20, 27 and 28? We have no idea when this series is going to end. We're just assuming it's going to go all the way through. Yeah, no. At this point, because it started off as we assumed it was just going to be 25 episodes, and now we're at 28 that's come out. So I assume it's just going to run through the manga and all <laughs> the content that it was. I mean, 27 was decently good. Hunkle comes and saves Pop. Then of the three dragon riders they take out two immediately then it's a whole fight between Hunkul and the land rider I can't think of his name right off the top of my head and it turns out that this guy has the brother to Hunkul's weapon so it becomes a thing of the two fighting each other with opposing weapons made by the same master and I would like to point out this dragon master he's a pompous big mouth so anytime he attacks Hunkul he's just like I can kill you in one strike, but I can't be bothered, so I will hit you multiple times. Yes. He is that big of a pompous. <laughs> <laughs> and there's even a moment in their battle where, oh, and I, for, before I forget to mention, Hunkul cannot go a fight without his armor being shattered anymore, so he's once again stripped during the middle of the fight. Nice. And... <laughs> This series kills me because during their fight, Hunkle gets slashed across the chest, okay? And it actually leaves a mark on him. And after taking this slash, he then proceeds to get pummeled with the tip of the spear, but leaves no holes in him. Right after attack that slashed him, obviously showed it hurt him and damaged him. Hunkle should be dead. (laughs) And we're not like talking through his armor. We're talking bare skin here. But plot devices, right? What so, the f- <laughs> <laughs> so the two of them proceed to fight, and Hunkul gets the upper hand with his trap card of a necklace. You've activated my trap card, Yugi. Literally, it's how it, I saw it, because he pisses the guy off. Guy goes to finish Hunkul. He's just destroyed his weapon. Hunkul's on the ground. Goes in the air to do his final attack, and as he comes down, Hunkul's just like, I only have one shot. Chain. Block, Grand Cross wins the fight. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with you. This series is a fucking meme. It is, and it's just because it's so it's a much older series, so yeah. the tropes in it didn't match up. What, that, hmm? I was gonna say, what's funny is I've been watching the first season of JoJo, <laughs> and they came out like manga wise around the same time. Yes, yes, they so, did. And now I'm understanding a lot more after watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, yes. so Josh is on board. Okay, Josh gets it. I don't get it still. Yeah. I'm the I'm the lone wolf here. But uh, that was all 27. 28 was called fucking 28. 28 was called Die Secret. Oh no, has nothing to do with die. What or a secret? Yeah, no, not even a secret. <laughs> what? Because it's literally, so our pompous blabbermouth, he manages to get back up and because the Grand Cost attack in him, but he gets back up and attacks again and just goes, has another pompous moment of, I could kill you in one strike, but I must go to my master. And so I'll leave you here to die of your own accord. Hunkle says something. He's like, oh, you can still move. Well, in that case, let me tell you about the backstory of my master. <laughs> and proceeds to tell how Barum once was for humans, killed a dragon that was going to destroy humans, met a woman when he was in his dying moments who helped him, ends up marrying her. Well, 
No, it actually doesn't say he marries her. She's a princess to a kingdom. People didn't like that he was coming in and could take the throne because he's a dragon person thingy. So they banish him from the kingdom. She goes with him. They have Dai. So the whole big thing of why he hates humans is because they killed Dai's mother. You know how they killed Dai's mother? Hmm. Barums went with them. He was, was going to sacrifice himself so they didn't hurt Dai or her. And he's on the execution platform where they're about to strike him with fireballs. And after they've shot the fireballs, at the very last moment, she jumps in the way. Not their fault. No. <laughs> they're even shocked by it. And her father just... Like, like, like that kind of shocked? Yes. Okay. And her father, after it all happens, goes, why would she jump to save a monster like him? And that's what triggers Barum. Just that one comment. So he destroys the whole kingdom and decides he's going <laughs> to kill all humans. <laughs> Destroy the whole kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> as, it just, as it hits me more, like the levels hit me, it's just it's so much more absurd. <laughs> <laughs> she saved my life. Wait, he called me a name. Fuck him. No, like, he, he bad-mouthed his daughter who saved him, who saved Barum. Oh. Yeah, he more or less saying he was going to disown her because she saved a monster. <laughs> I thought it was just like the the initial, like, he called me a monster. I'm going to kill them all. No, it's because he bad-mouthed her. And that's his whole reason for doing this. It has nothing to do with die. Not in any way, other than just telling the story of his father and mother. <laughs> yeah, that was my that was my little trump to Dragon Quest. The series, the series is tropes and story writing is so old it hurts, and I've spent a lot of my time laughing during it. I mean, but his reason for hating humans is kind of almost like the Attack on Titan thing, where like yes. their, big, their big plan is like, <laughs> all right, to beat us, we'll just have to make it to where we can't have babies anymore. Like it's so dumb. Like, the solutions. Well, how was Shaman King? How did how did you think about Shaman King episode uh, two and uh, episode three? What do you think of those? How, how how do you think the uh, the remake is going so far? Because like I said before, this is all like new content to me. I don't fucking remember anything, so this is all basically new to me. So what do you think about it? I mean, I'm enjoying the remake. It's fairly almost fairly shot to shot as the original series. Uh, Ren's a prick. Ren is a prick. His sister's still waifu material. True. And Bruce Lee is still best puppet. Also true. I also love the relationship between Yo and Amadamaru. I love I love their chemistry. It uh, cracks me. Yes, up. no, it's very good. Amadamaru is like completely not what you would expect out of like an old school like super badass samurai. Like it's just not what you would expect out of him, and it's it's honestly just uh, very 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 comedic. Um, I will say, like, in terms of powers, I feel like we're escalating very quickly, but then again, I don't remember or know, I guess, anything much about it. Like, it's just, like, one episode, I can use, like, 10% of your power. Next episode, I can use 100. Well, the whole thing there is just that he can't use it consistently. It's right. just their mental states have to be the exact same. That's the whole reason why in episode three, he was being forced to train and everything. Because, like, we haven't reached the ridiculous power scale of Shaman King yet. Is it is it just like over the fucking top? It it's not like absolutely ridiculous. Like 
there's no reason for this, but it, it just gets a lot more than what we're getting right now. Well, I guess I'm excited for that because I already thought it was kind of like reaching a little bit where it's literally one episode. I can do this. The next episode, I can do all of it. I'm like, you know, cool, cool. It is what it is. But, I mean, I enjoyed these two episodes. I don't like the little kid, though. I got to say. And I I think the reason I don't like him is because of just how little he is. (laughs) (laughs) It it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you're just going to have to accept that because of Shaman King. Most of their character design is... Yeah, I, absolutely I, ridiculous. I understand it's the design. It's just how much he stands out. It just bothers me a little bit. He's so little. Yeah, Manta. Manta. Not not a huge fan, but uh, we also have you know uh, Yo's uh, waifu was also introduced as well. Yes, his fiance Anna, I think was her name. Yes. Right? Yeah. So she was she was a pretty dope character. I, I like the uh, I like the introduction to the old man there because it's just like one second. It's just like. Oh no, we screwed up because <laughs> he takes over Yo's body. And he's just like, "What? I can't hear you!" And they're just like, "Yeah, he was ninety six when he died. That's how they come back. Is at their time of death." And they're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then the old man just starts fucking, you know, schooling, schooling his former pupil. Love that. That was good. Uh, I'm enjoying the episode so far. Uh, what did you think of uh, Eden Zero episode two though? Which also shout out to the fact that he, he, you read all of Eden Zero as well. I just remembered that. Yeah, no, I've I've watched episode two and when finally went. Uh, I guess I can read this. <laughs> I guess I can read this. <laughs> yeah, so caught up on that as well. I mean, it was good overall. It was just a continuing introduction to the universe, and yep. it was done well. And just got to show us uh, Rebecca and the weirdness that is Happy in this series. True. You got uh, Re- Rebecca and uh, Happy's backstory, which is a little bit of a sad one, where uh, you know Happy was uh, was killed as a young kitten, uh, but then brought back as a robot. That can turn into guns. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Rebecca fights, is using Happy as guns. This cute little cat, that, you know, just blowing people up. It's pretty pretty great. But they're not dead. They're not dead. Because it's ether bullets. It's ether bullets. They're just going to be knocked out for a little bit. So we're good. Uh, you know, the end of this episode did get introduced to, uh, you know, another one of our characters who obviously looks just like, you know, Urza Scarlet from Fairy Tale, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Elise. Yep. Uh, where she is... You know, now on the on the way to where Shiki and Rebecca is, and once once they get all a chance to meet, and you get to have all the cool introductions between all of them, that's when the series is going to really just start to open up. It's going to open up a lot, and we're just going to you know start really piling in our, our main cast of like uh, uh, Hermit Witch um, as a couple of examples, uh, Sister. sister. Uh, you know, we're going to most coy. Yeah, you know, we're we're going to introduce to a lot of characters here soon, so I'm really excited for that. Um, I really wish that it wasn't Netflix jailed. I really do. Just so we could watch it just through Crunchyroll and high def glory. Me and Zach's having a tough time finding this. We found a reliable way to watch it finally. But I mean, he's having a tough time. I don't I don't care really. I can watch it. That's good enough. <laughs> Look, I watched episode one in HD glory thanks to one website. And ever since then, I've had a hard time finding anything else. Okay. So, I don't know, it is what it is. Uh, Eden Zero, though, is really good. Excited for that. Uh, another series that, that obviously has been Netflix jailed uh, since the anime has started, Seven Deadly Sins. We do have the final season going on right now. Did catch up. I got three episodes here. Um, they're okay. The thing is, there's nothing happening, so there was no animation issues. Okay, there's really nothing happening. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Because, you know, during when stuff was happening, there were obviously shots where there was nothing happening 
on the screen and they still somehow messed it up with like faces look like crayons, whatever. It was still pretty rough, but nothing actually really happened throughout these three episodes. So the animations, I can't complain anything about it. I mean, it's, it was, it's fine. You know, this was all just post fight. You know, I did make a little bit of a joke that I was kind of low key hoping they would have just ended the anime and pretended like the demon King was actually gone. I was kind of hoping for that. I know it wasn't going to happen because I know it was already confirmed, but I wouldn't have complained if they did that because I'm very scared to see what's going to come out of uh, this next, the, the the final major fight with the Demon King and the Seven Deadly Sins that, that is now going to start off this next episode coming out next week. But, I mean, it was fun. Um, just lots of recap. Uh, you got to see... The one thing I, I did really enjoy about these episodes is the further push of the bonds that the Sins have. That was the one thing I really enjoyed about this episode. Um because, you know, as things were starting to come out into the open a little bit, slowly but surely, what was going to happen with Meliodas, the first person who pointed out was Bond. You know, Bond and Meliodas went up to drink together, and Bond flat out called Meliodas' ass out, where he's just like, hey, I, I know what's happening. I know what's going to happen. W- at least tell me when. And Meliodas like, oh, so you, you figured it out, huh? It's just like, Bond's like, yeah, and I guarantee everyone else has to. They're, they're not that stupid. So I really enjoyed seeing the uh, the bonds between everyone. Got a nice little shot of, of all the all the boys taking a pee break together. That was fun. Uh, you know, everyone was there having good old piss. Escanor was complaining about it, but you know, hey, Escanor was going to be Escanor. But yeah, other than that, it was good. I enjoyed them. Um, I'm I'm very scared for like the next probably five episodes. I'm very scared for I'm, them. I'm sure they'll be fine. We'll see. I mean, if the animation from the last fight was any indication, they'll be you'll you'll enjoy it. I will say uh, we did get a trailer for Curse by Light that it did a trailer recently popped up, and uh, first and foremost, I want to point out that based on the poster they released, my assumptions on what this where this was what was going to be going on and stuff were a hundred percent true. Basically, the tra- the poster itself gave me some sus flags involving a couple characters and, and just how they positioned them just right and how they, you know, shaded them just right and this and that. I kind of had some indications for where the movie was going to take place and stuff, and I, I was I was correct on that. I will say just from the trailer alone, it didn't look terrible. I know it's just a trailer, but maybe. Maybe it won't be horrible. I mean, it's a movie. You would think that it's not going to be terrible. Yeah, I know, I know. The trailer did show off some pretty sweet fighting uh, with uh, Zeldris and Meliodas teaming up, so that was cool. Enjoyed seeing that. It's something you haven't, you haven't obviously got to see throughout the series, so that was cool. But, uh, I mean, I'm still going to watch the movie, even though it's probably going to eat ass. We'll see. I want you to know, don't just base things off of trailers, because I watched the trailer for Attack on Titan the final season, and they fucked that shirt scene up oh so god. bad. Oh my god. So <laughs> <laughs> the damn shirt scene. They got everyone upset. Oh my god. I, just so everyone knows, I don't give a shit, but I, yeah. I needed to do the joke. That's fine. <laughs> I thank you for doing the joke. Um, so, what, um, Josh, you didn't actually get to watch anything, um, but Zach, what was, uh, what was your favorite episode for the week? I'm going to have to say my favorite episode would have been 86 episode 2. You know? That's mine too, honestly. 86 episode 2 was my favorite episode of the week. That was a good episode. It was. It was very good. And also just for, you know, any any new listeners here like on the YouTube space, Normally, Josh watches a majority of these. Josh is currently in the middle of his Super Bowl season at work. Yeah. And he has been very busy, yeah. and he had no time to sit down and watch stuff. 
So he normally does watch One Piece, My Heroes, a couple of examples. Uh, I know he wants to check out um, Shaman King. And you may check out some of these other newer ones at some point, aren't yeah, you? Tokyo Revengers is something I was really looking forward to. Yeah, you've just been busy. So, yeah. yeah but All right, let's uh, let's finish up the show here. I think we're at, what, probably a grand total of maybe, what? 27. Okay, hour 27. So let's... Oh, no, I meant chapters that we got. Oh, okay. You said hour 27. Well, uh, yeah, in terms of how long this recording's been. 27 hours? An hour and twenty-seven minutes. Oh, yeah, come on, man! You just said. Um, all right, let's just go ahead. And let's go ahead and kick things off right now and talk about the uh, the two new series that recently popped up. Weekly Shonen Jump. We'll kick things off with Blue Box, our uh, our new romance manga about a uh, female basketball player and a male badminton player. I still don't know what a blue box is. Yeah, I don't. Why is it titled Blue Box? Is one question. We'll see. Maybe uh, it's a story about a love triangle, and they introduce a blue boxer. <laughs> what? A box. Yeah, his gloves are blue, like blue box. Cause it's a blue boxer, and it's, it's a, it's a. Go away, <laughs> go away. I was trying, man. I was reaching there. We'll edit that out. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you know, when it comes to you know this romance series, uh, our our male character, I don't, I, I don't know either of their names. I'm gonna be completely real. Uh, I have no idea, but our 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 badminton player, he's got eyes for uh, this you know female basketball player who's who's a phenomenal player for the school. You know has has helped take them to like championships and stuff, and he's just like an average badminton player, or whatever. While she's super great and everything, you know works really hard and stuff. You know he he wants to try to shoot a shot, but even his badminton like teammates are just like, oh bro, you got no chance. <laughs> like don't even try. Like you are not getting anywhere with her. Um, has like you know the the first chapter kind of just sets things up where uh, she's gonna have to end up moving, you know, which you know is really just kind of devastating for him, as it appears at first because he's just like she's not gonna get a chance to go to nationals, she's not gonna get a chance to you know really try to push for this if she's gonna have to move to the states or something because her family is, you know, so he's gonna you know try to be there for her or something you know along those lines and then. You know, this is where the romance are really starting to kind of kick into this series and how it's going to all really, really be built upon is that he finds out that, um, you know, her parents and his parents were friends or are friends. They, they've been friends for a long time. They played on the basketball team together. So while her parents are going off overseas, she chose to stay here and she's going to be living with him. That's where all the romance is going to be built on is the fact they're living together. Done, done. Yeah. Wait, did you say they found out their parents are friends? Like they didn't. Know well, he didn't know. Yeah, he did not. MC know. didn't know. Our MC had no idea because he's an idiot. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, he had no idea. And yeah. I do want to note that our MC, he's in his third year junior high, and she's a first year in high school because they go to a connected yep. uh, escalator school where junior high goes immediately to high school. Yep. <laughs> okay. I mean, it'll be interesting to see um, the connection that's built between them. Uh, especially since they're going to be living together. Like, you know, we already started to see a little bit of tidbit in episode, uh, I mean, chapter two. Chapter one was, you know, kind of a weaker chapter introduction to a series, in my opinion. Chapter two, I feel like kind of delivered a little bit more because I feel like you got to really see some more connections between the two of them. Because while you only get to see a little bit of it in chapter one, in my opinion, you know, of, you know, like him going to her and expressing that, you know, 
you know, hey, I admire your work and stuff like that. You know, you can, you know, whatever, you know, everything that he went in chapter one. I didn't feel like there was enough of them two together in chapter one, where chapter two kind of delivered that a little bit more. Like for an example, uh, he was, you know, he was doing something in his room. I don't remember what, but then I think he quickly covered it up where he's like, I'm reading Shonen Jump, actually. And uh, then she was able to kind of relate to him. So, oh, is that the new issue of Shonen Jump? I haven't got to read it yet. Whatever. Oh, can I borrow it, please? I want to read the. I want to read these chapters. So you're gonna get to really start to see them kind of connect a little bit more that way. And you know, just you know, I think them you know living together kind of thing just further develop different aspects about them. And apparently, she's got eyes for him too. It's been kind of hinted at, where you know she admits to have watching him in practice before, because at this also exact time he's watching recorded tapes of himself that he had someone uh, do during his practice session. Cause now, cause his mindset is, you know, he likes his girl. She's super great. Top tier basketball player, take the team to nationals. He's average as can be. He wants to try to get better and take and go to nationals, you know, with badminton and everything. But shout out to the fact there's nationals for badminton. Shout out to that. In manga, there's nationals for everything. Yeah, yes, sure. there is. Yes, there is. So, you know, it, which got her in relations. Like, oh, can I watch that with you? Can I watch your, your tapes with you? You know, I, I watched you in, in practice earlier and he's just like, thought that was just me that watched but uh, cool so it's going to be interesting to see these two further kind of develop the uh, feelings for each other at this time i cannot say sit here and tell you if i if i think it's going to if i think it has strong potential that's the best way to put it right now i have no idea honestly it sounds like witch watch sports version right it's got better pacing than witch watch and so far i like it more than witch watch i mean that's fair i mean i dropped witch watch pretty fast even though you were on the train i was on the train and then i was just like yeah then you got Ed see. Yeah. Rip. Uh, the other one we got is Candy Flurry. And I got to say, I like Candy Flurry. I'm unsure about it still. I think it's so stupid, and I'm all about it, man. So basically the way this is, series is built is that we are uh, five years past from when Tokyo was completely destroyed by Candy. All throughout Tokyo, destroyed grounds. You see giant lollipops all over the place. Um and you know when it comes to like the you know the candy aspect of things, I, I you know the thing I like about it is that it's got a, it's got its own unique take of just this is completely stupid, kind of like a Mashal type of thing. But then also in terms of like how like the different powers and abilities, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of One Piece with all the devil fruits and how they're all over the place. So how the series is set up is that there was 100 limited edition candies that were made by Evil Wing- Willy Wonka. Yes, made by Evil Willy Wonka. You know people were able to get their hands on it, but when they did, they were able to have powers. Like, our pro tag is able to create lollipops and beat the crap out of people with lollipops. Josh, I love Josh's face right now. I mean, I read, like, <laughs> eight pages, and I was like, I, re- I really enjoy Whole Cake Island. <laughs> Where's Scott Curry? Yeah. <laughs> when did no, he show up? No, I, I think this one actually has some potential just because, like, I feel like... See, the, the thing about it, you know, and this goes back to our previous talk of... It's got to be able to stand out, right? It's got the same level of stupidity as Mashal, in my opinion. But what's going to make it kind of you know unique is like I like I just talked about. It. I view it kind of like stupidity of Mashal, the weird ass powers of One Piece, and kind of slap them together. And now you're getting Candy Flurry. That's kind of how I relate it because One Piece powers, as we know, they're all over the place of what they can do. Okay, and in Mashal is just a, 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 like basically like a One Punch Man meme. Okay, that's basically more or less it is. That it's the level of stupidity that is Mashal. Take those two together, you got Candy Flurry. 
in my opinion. I, I think taking those two, you know, with that sort of combination, this has some potential. It's got some funny comedic moments where you get our, like our, our male pro tag who like calls out the other kids in the hallway. This this actually did really make me laugh. I want that to be known. When I read this, I did die of laughter where he like called him out to start stop picking on the girl, whatever. And the bully's like, what, you got something to say? Hurry up and say it. And he's just walking down the hall. He's like, you can't run in a hallway. It's dangerous. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I laughed for like a solid like five minutes at that just to how stupid it was but i think the series has some solid potential I, I i personally like it more in blue box that's my opinion um i'm excited for candy flurry i am and from what i've seen the reception on it is phenomenal people are i've seen a lot of people really pumped up for candy flurry i'm gonna be honest with you as a whole what, what how did you feel on it uh zach because you actually did read the full chapter didn't you yeah i've read the full chapter i mean yeah it's got its interesting concept i'll be curious to see in which direction it goes at this point in time, I'm going to wa- continue reading it. I don't have any solid feelings on it yet. Just because it is at that point of, do I really want to jump on this ridiculous train? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Jump on it with me, please. All right. Well, I do want to talk about these more. But we got to go see the Demon Slayer movie. So let's wrap this up. All right. You hit our manga chapter ratings for the week. Uh, we are not rating the ones uh, from the la- the week prior. Uh, from when we took the week off, we're just doing this past week. All right, so One Piece is on a break. My Hero 309, what would you guys rate it? Eight. Seven. I will give it an eight. Uh, Black Clover 290. Josh? Nine. I respect that. I didn't think about it. I'll go eight. I gave it an eight. Uh, Dr. Stone 193. Ten. Ooh, okay. I mean, it was good. I'm going to give it a 10, too. Yeah. I'm giving it a 10. Uh, JJK, 146. Seven. Seven, yeah. In agreement, yeah, seven. Yozakora Family, Chapter 79. I'd give it an eight. Good chapter. Uh, Undead and Luck, Chapter 60. I'd also give that one an eight. Uh, Mashal, 59. Eight. I'm giving it a nine. Eight. <laughs> I'm giving it nine. This chapter was stupid. I loved it. <laughs> it was stupid, but uh, uh, Sakamoto Days chapter twenty. Uh, I'll give that one an eight too. Giving it an eight. Yeah, just give eight all eight. Alusa Samurai thirteen. I'm gonna give that one a seven. I'm giving it an eight, which I think is the highest rating I've ever given Alusa Samurai. A yeah. series that I've usually given like fives and sixes and maybe a seven. It is getting better. It I'd is give, getting much better. I'd give this one an eight for sure. I tell C chapter twelve. Seven. Which. I think I gave last week a seven too. I think so. I'm giving uh, chapter twelve uh, an eight. I think that was a good chapter. Uh, Which watch chapter eleven? Five. Yeah, I agree with five. Five. It wasn't Dude. that great. You guys about to drop that one? Had Yu-Gi-Oh at the end. Shout out to Yu-Gi-Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> they challenged each other to a Yu-Gi-Oh to let the end. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, Ball parade chapter ten. I'll give it a seven. I'll give it an eight. Um, so blue box chapter one and chapter two, I give it a six and an eight respectively. I'll give them both sixes. Okay. Candy flurry. I'd give an eight. I'm gonna give a seven. Uh, Kaiju 32. 10. Ooh. Nine. I give it a nine. I give it a really? nine. I respect your 10 though. Really? I it do. was really good. I mean, it was really good, Yeah. It but was. then it gave us three weeks off. <laughs> yeah, That's but sad. in all fairness, I mean, everything else has taken a week off, too. So, okay. and yes, It just so week. happens that Kaiju falls on the beginning and the end of the holiday. I mean. 
What about uh, Spy Family 44? Nine. No, wait. Eight. Yeah, I'm giving it eight. I think it's going to be a great arc, though. It will be. Yeah, I think it's going to be a phenomenal arc. Um, Dragon Ball Super, Chapter 71, give it a seven. Uh, Boruto, Chapter 57, give that one a seven. But I will give a shout-out to a very you know, new ability, new power introduction here for a character. Very interested to see how this is going to play out for everyone. Uh, I didn't. I, I see now that, uh, I, and I think I have it on the actual script. I'm looking at an alternate script. Uh, but Tokyo Revengers, I think it's two o three, right? Yes. What would you rate it? Nine. Okay. Eden zero one forty. Eight. I give it an eight as well. Seven of these sins. Four nights of the apocalypse. Chapter thirteen. I give it an eight. Uh, God of High School five twelve. Seven. I give it an eight personally. Um, Unordinary two twenty nine. Seven. Eight. So leveling 148. I'm going to continue with sevens. I'm going to continue with eights. <laughs> uh, weak Hero 134. Eight. You know, I'm going to give this one a nine. Okay. This was a good chapter. I mean, it was. I really enjoyed this chapter. Uh, what about Elseed 108? I'm going to proceed to give Elseed an eight. Okay. Uh, favorite chapter of the week. Josh, you had two tens. I imagine one of those. Obviously, for me and Zach, it would be Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone. I mean, it's Dr. Stone. Yeah. yeah, Dr. Stone. Woo! Dr. Stone is on a whole different level right now. It, it is. is. I am so pumped to see what comes next, man. Ah, Dr. Stone's on a whole different level People right are now. hyped for the animal arc. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. It is a little bit of a longer one since we had some, uh, you know, come back after a week break, had some different series we wanted to talk about and kind of introduce. Uh, I do wish we could have introduced the, the mangas a little bit better here today, but we are running a little low on time. Got to go see Demon Slayer here in a little bit. Um, if you're new, if you're new here from YouTube, please dr- subscribe to the channel. Drop a comment below. Talk about the stuff that we talked about here. Like is a much appreciated. If you didn't like it, dislike it, whatever. Our life goes on. We're going to keep on doing what we're doing. Uh, if you've been listening to it for, for a while, hey, we appreciate you. Um, again, if you want to support us further, Patreon is a great way to do so, and we greatly appreciate that. You can go follow us over at uh, Twitter, at Animan Podcast, where we do put up weekly polls. That The last weekly poll I had put up, I don't even have the numbers for. I know it was uh, the Demon Slayer movie of like if you were going to go see it. I just know I've already got my tickets won. Uh, we do have the new poll up right now, which is talking about the spring 2021 lineup, uh, about you know series that may have caught your eye besides like you know the obvious of my hero so if you could go vote on that we'd greatly appreciate it um zach josh you guys have anything you want to say i'm gonna say as he said please subscribe comment like anything your platforms allow either on youtube or any audio uh platform we are on it does help thank you yeah give us a follow on twitter at at me at animan podcast that'd be cool that would be pretty cool. That'd be dope. Where we put up chapter polls, weekly polls. We try our best to share all the news. Yeah. The, the bigger stuff. We we do a lot of polls. Yeah. Polls are fun. Yeah. I, I like polls. Alex has got a poll in the studio. You can't see it, but it's right there. That's true. I do. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. Um, really excited for this new journey here on YouTube with the video podcasting. Hopefully no more tech issues in the future. We're going to try to fix that. But uh, until next time, guys, have a good one. Bye. Sponsor is Chief Fuel.